0: 51 of the Adelan rising podcast in this episode we discuss death of the inhumans 4 and 5 miss marvel 35 and moon girl and devil dinosaur numbers 35 and 36 and today we will also be um announcing our winners of the moon girl and devil dinosaur signed copy giveaway Mm -hmm. hi boys it's been a while
1: it's been a really long time isn't it it's been like six weeks it's like,
0: Has it been? I thought it's longer. It feels like almost.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've we've all done pretty cool stuff. I went to MCM. You went to NYCC. <laughs> I um, did
0: go to NYCC, and it was a good time.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like I'm gonna probably. <laughs> you know, I keep saying I really want to make it to MCM. I think that I need to actually book some tickets and just just get the flight sorted before I actually, Leo uh, you know, Before I find an excuse not to go. Oh,
0: to NYCC, you mean? Yeah. I think you should, because it's a lot of fun. I will say this, though. On the first day, uh, I was there Saturday and Sunday. And on the first day, I did spend quite a few, um, most of my time in panels and on an Artist Alley. Although I didn't spend nearly as much time in Artist Alley as I wanted to. Um, but I still had a really good time. I yeah. met some friends from online, which was awesome. And... Um, so we spent a lot of time in panels. So then on Sunday we said, "Let's go up to the show floor, guys." Do not go on the NYCC show floor at noon on the last day. <laughs>
1: oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> why?
0: It's like sardines.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I went to MCM London. Um, it's we we have two a year in the UK. Uh, so one in May, one in October. Uh, November? E- no, it was October, uh, and they oversold for this this one, and oh. it was fucking horrible. <laughs> like, like it was it was you know really great because I met Chris Claremont as we discussed pre-show. He was a genuinely really nice guy, but it was just really hot, really sweaty. Lots of people, just just really difficult to venture around. Really,
0: <laughs> so, yes, yeah. and that's how that's how it was on Sunday on the show floor. Now, Artist Alley, um was much better this year than last year at NYCC um, because last year they put it in a much smaller room and it was really horrible. But this year it was all spread out. Um, I met Donnie Cates. Yeah. Um, wow.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, apparently um, if you looked at all the Marvel writers and artists on Sunday morning, it was incredibly clear that they were up all night because um, I was hearing rumors that the Marvel party um, ran until about six a.m. So, wow! Wow, <laughs> they were that living was. it up. But not only was it just regular show exhaustion, but a lot of people um,
1: <laughs> hung hungover. <laughs> <despite laughs> They'd had a couple over. of little drinkies. Yes, <laughs>
0: just a few. It was kind of funny. You could kind of kind of see who it was, but um, <laughs> if you looked on Twitter, everyone was saying that uh, this year's NYCC was awesome, and it really was. So if you ever get to go to NYCC. Go to NYCC. Wolf Warner, I missed you again.
1: Okay. So so what I'll do is uh, I can I can book tickets about ten months in advance, so I'll uh, I'll book some tickets next month. Do it. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you had a really good time though. That was um yes. that's good. Although and although we
0: had good time at MCM, so now we all need to go to C two E two and Crash Doc's place.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's <laughs> okay. do that. I mean, um, yeah, that sounds like good fun. Are uh, you up for that, Doc? Oh, sure. Come on <laughs> over. Um... <laughs> we'll come ruin your house on some sort of no, that. We will. But, oh, uh like a, cat. It... a good
0: house to get. would be like, I'm not even there. Uh,
1: it's, uh, we have room. That's, that's good. We'll come visit your cats and uh, see how much Mrs. of a menace Doc. they are.
2: Yes. Mrs. Doc will. will... Um tolerate your presence, I imagine. Uh <laughs> Tolerate it's just all
1: the I haven't talk. been
2: to the uh C two E two in a good long time.
1: <clears throat> so you, uh, I was gonna say you've got you got um John Barrowman there this year. John Barrowman, wow. Yeah, he played Captain Jack in Doctor Who.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh I I know. I well, yeah. And I, also I, yeah. uh Merlin on Arrow.
1: He's a good guy. Uh, he is, yeah, he's he's, he's good fun, but um, yeah, you should you should go. We should all go to C 2 e 2 next year. I mean, that would be that be so, that would be such fun, wouldn't it? That'd be such fun. Yes,
0: or we <laughs> I mean, all go to NYCC, one or the other. Yeah. Come on, could you come imagine? To America, Adam, get on get on uh, a plane, stay for several months.
1: Uh, so still oh, several months. <laughs> well, you know,
0: there's the time there's
1: <laughs> plenty. Do you think I'm made of money? <laughs> Like, so some dude, comics came out these all. last few weeks. Yeah, the yes, comics have. Came have. Out, yeah, <laughs> so so in six me, was six weeks. We've we've had Deathly Humans four and five. Can we can we get straight down to it? And this is going to be no holds barred because um yeah, I don't think any of us enjoyed it. <sighs> I mean, that was
0: disappointing. I I think it I had enjoyed the less, first like,
1: three issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all did, but it, just the last two were kind of like, oh! okay.
0: it was it, like they... Rushed it. Like we don't even know who Vox is still. So.
2: Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, It was um, a, a rush job on the last two issues, both in terms of the, um, the the narrative and and the art. Um, I think uh, halfway through, Mister Cates was assigned a dozen new books, and they got his attention, and uh, Death the Humans just got a quick.
1: Yeah. spin yeah. Do, I yeah. mean, do, you, do you want to give it a brief rundown doc at all i mean keep well, it brief because i think we yeah, it's up to yeah, you yeah it's uh
2: <laughs> what happened was these the uh, these um sort of cree zealots had um decided they were going to reestablish the dominance of the old empire and uh their their big gambit for doing so is to uh to Forsake the prophecy, reutilize uh, the inhumans, but do it in a in a much more sinister and insidious fashion by uh, kind of cobbling together these these uh, Frankenstein monster style uh, Vox soldiers that um, I guess were meant to be kind of uh, jerry-rigged pieces, um, like they would take uh, the legs of one and the wings of another and the powers of another and put them all together surgically,
1: um, almost like uh, <laughs> scrapping them together. Almost like uh, the Deadpool out of Wolverine origins. Uh, I didn't see that, but
2: yeah, sure. <laughs> it was awful.
1: <laughs> don't, don't watch it. Uh,
2: it. It's, and, um, you know, kind of a neat idea, but, um, uh, a bit, uh, again, it was so rushed the end. It wasn't quite clear what made it all so perilous. Um, and they uh, they took out um, they got they captured Black Bolt and they took out his larynx um, to take away his power. Um, once again, forgetting that Black Bolt has a host of powers other than his, okay. his voice.
1: So, again, so that that one point that that is what really bugged me is just like the fact that Black Bolt is like super strong, super smart, super like like he's almost like he's he's almost got a mishmash of powers himself that right. no writer in, like, recent memory has actually made that much use of. Well, it's, you know, can I can And he you can fly,
2: can he? He can fly, he can rearrange molecules. Exactly. Anything, so
1: <laughs> With his brain. He's got a lot
2: of power. Um, and, you know, I think uh, Saladin Ahmed did something similar, um, although a little more deftly. I, he, he's so powerful that you kind of have to diminish it in order to create a sense of peril in the story, because otherwise he can just, um, you know, open his mouth and every threat is immediately vanquished. Um, but they keep on doing it. It seems like this is the 18th time that we've seen Black Bolt have his powers grossly diminished.
1: Um, it's basically and... been a standing thing with him since, like, Infinity. So, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Anyways, so they got that, but they never quite. Did anything with it? I wasn't quite sure what. Um, well, what happened was that the, this, these Vox beings—they um, were all mysterious. I'm like, "Oh, what are they?" And it turned out that, that what they are are—you um, know—that uh, one of them was Maximus, having been uh, captured in the first issue, not not deleted, but captured, and then made into a soldier. And he had presumably psychic power i don't know um yeah that's a bit weird because
1: (laughs) um so so so, sorry yeah i I know i keep interrupting you but it's just it doesn't make an awful lot of sense after the last two issues um the biggest issue i have is the fact that vox managed to teleport people without having captured lockjaw yet
2: yeah he got lockjaw's powers preemptively it was very strange yeah. unless those um, were his
0: powers before if you yeah i suppose there could
2: have been another inhuman with teleportation power yeah but yeah. it seemed to be kind of the crux of the story was that um vox was was it looked like he was using a, a vocal power i mean his name was vox which means sound um in latin and it was actually kind of a head fake that he was actually teleporting his victims when he when he opened his mouth or whatever um and so we have to imagine that there was some other inhuman they captured who was the original vox who who had teleportation powers i don't know whatever the plot kind of fell apart everything yeah. was lined up in the first two and a half issues uh to have this big uh head fake reveal that, and they just didn't stick the landing. It all came. It all was very confusing. It all they came threw in Beta Ray down. Bill. It's, I, it's just Beta Ray Bill had no in, no real necess- necessity in in being in the story, other than he's kind of fun, and uh, <laughs> yeah. we want to reintroduce him for Guardians of the Galaxy or something.
1: I was gonna say the um, so so the the best thing about Beta Ray Bill being there. Was the fact that he was like, "Oh, I, I don't understand in human sign language." Ha 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 ha! It was like that was that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was there for yeah. a
2: for a sight gag.
1: Yeah, it was just like so, and a poorly
2: timed one too.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. so, so anyways, oh.
2: in this last issue, um, Black Bolt decides that he has to end this because he will ref- he will refuse to allow his people to be made into weapons that will unleash chaos on the whole galaxy, and that. That the only option is to kill them all, um, and so they turn around. They head back to Hala. They crash into the facility. A big fight ensues. Uh, Black Bolt sneaks around, and oh, and then Vox shows up. And this version of Vox is Crystal, and she's got Lockjaw with them, and they're zombies. And, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. And, and, then,
1: and then and then and then doesn't like don't uh doesn't Black Bolt? Sorry, sorry. I, I'm really annoyed about this issue because it's like. Whoever says, oh, yeah, if you break the link, they could die.
2: Yeah, that was Karnak. He said it's their, their you know, huge invasive surgery has been performed on them. If, if we, you know, they're, they're already dead, Jim. And, and they're like, okay, well, I'm going to do it anyways. He goes into the secret lab. There's Triton and a bunch of other ones kind of like half voxed up. And his larynx is gone. But he somehow has one last bit of sonic power that he unleashes and it will be the last time he ever speaks or something like that you know and a big boom goes through and destroys all of them and there's blood and guts and it also smashes up the machinery and this uh, sort of like Black Widow punching Hawkeye (laughs) breaks the spell and Lockjaw and Crystal are saved but everyone else is dead and Crystal's like what? How'd I get here? And That's it. Presumably, uh, Smashing the Equipment undid all the surgery that was conducted on both her and Lockjaw, which is fine because that's uh, the result I would have preferred. Um, It was just kind of um, like uh, the narrative had written itself into a corner, and rather than getting out of it, it just sort of said, okay, it has exploded, and all the Inhumans are dead except for the royal family. Rome fell in a day, Ah, da-da-da-da-da. and then right. they teleported home the end yeah and you're like,
0: what <laughs> it was just, a, just I just felt overwhelming disappointment i had high hopes guys
1: so so put it this way i mean on on twitter i was very very vocal about it and like there's there's like a group of followers who follow me because of this podcast um oh, cool. you know and and we got chatting about it and um, <sighs> I think about one in five of us basically said, "Oh, you know, it was fine." But it. Oh, I'm so disappointed yeah. in this book. Um,
2: yeah, Ugh. I think it it didn't resonate with very many people. Uh, you know, on on Tumblr, I got a ton of comments, just like, "Ooh, this wasn't good." And but the good news is that you know, despite the fact that that Triton and Naja and Flagman or whatever are dead, that sucks. Maximus, he'll be back. He always is back. Yeah. This kind of, you know, closes the book on, you know, Inhumans for now. Whoa, 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 hold on. And I think it will facilitate, you know, the Inhumans kind of getting back to their roots, uh, returning to the Fringe, which is tough, but fine. And I think they're going to play a role in Guardians of the Galaxy. I know they're going to show up in Fantastic Four. We still have... Miss Marvel and Moon Girl and the Secret Warriors. Um, so We've it's got like
0: Frank and Nur showing up in a
2: Daredevil. Da- daredevil, which, which sadly is ending. But um, yes. Uh, it's um, it's I mean, if they're going to put the Inhumans back on the shelf for a while, I thought that the conclusions that were offered up in in Black Bolt Twelve and Judgment Day would have made a much better ending point. Yes, absolutely. As opposed to this sort of like bloody, nothing-actually-happened-fest.
1: You, know, yes. you know what disappoints me more than more than anything? And I, I know I, I'm going to sound like one of those guys on the internet who shouts about stuff, and then complains, and then goes away. But it's just that uh, everything else that I've read from Donny Cates has been so good. Like, right. Cos- Cosmic Ghost Rider, apparently Venom's been really good, Thanos Wins, Thanos Legacy... Uh, and I think, in? I really
0: think it's because those hold his interest, and and I've I've seen this with a lot of writers, and maybe this apparently idea with the Inhumans had been in the wheelhouse for him for a while, but then you get all these other books, and if you're having more fun with other stuff, sometimes the other thing you're not having so much fun with, you kind of stop caring about, and at least this is me from my perspective yeah. when when this happens to me, because... Happens to me a lot, <laughs> so i I can kind of see why it happened, but I'm still disappointed.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I just I just like you know as a as a supposed you know, like Doc said, as it's a you know a closure of a book of the last sort of five years of I mean, humans or something. It's just it just feels really badly done, and it's yes. Yeah. Really bad handles. It's, yes.
2: yeah. it's been kind of a reoccurring curse with the Inhumans because, you know, I've, I've loved these characters for years. And it was really exciting to see them, you know, kind of trumped up into the spotlight of the Marvel Universe. But it's also been kind of harsh because, uh, you know, you got Bye. all the complainers and yeah. then you got this god awful TV show, which <laughs> was just like embarrassing. Which, which then, actually
1: ended about a year ago this month.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, it at was... least on Agents of Shield, I feel like they've been pretty well,
1: M- right. Much know, better cool trained.
2: Yeah. A, you know, cup half full, cup half empty type of deal, and I can look at it from either perspective. Um, and
0: and they've been showing up in the Avengers recently too. Oh, at the
1: um, TV Panther show. Quest? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And they're in the Guardians of oh, the oh,
1: oh. Galaxy show too. So and you know, uh, Panther Quest, yeah. So you know, I, I was. You know, I was thinking about this, and, and I was "Marvel like,
0: Rising, I, which I'm, has been
1: excellent." I kind of, right. I kind of really want the Inhumans to go back to being what they were. Like, I was, I was talking to my friend about this, and my friend always like teases me. He was like, "Oh, Inhumans are uh, an X-Men ripoff, blah, 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 blah." And I'm like, you know, when you actually dig into the the, the sort of the depths of the Inhumans, uh, like you know the, the the lore and stuff behind them, and that kind of thing, and all their old stories, and all that sort of thing they are actually more like the opposing uh like group to the uh, to the x men more than they are clones of the x men it's just like, i don't they're get, like, you know
0: they're the opposite they're like the mirror version almost yeah,
1: but yeah. And it's and i want them to go back to being that um which i am kind of hoping they will do now that we've you know had this story and kind of had that book out well the and... x
0: men are also having their resurgence so i'm sure
1: which I'm also actually. looking forward to. I'm re I am genuinely really looking forward to Uncanny X Men coming in uh December, along with X Force. X Force is the one I'm most looking forward to, I think.
2: Alex. Uh yeah, <laughs> no I mean Kelly Thompson and
0: uh Matthew uh, Rosenberg.
2: Matt- and Ed Bristol. Those two
0: have been yeah. hilarious on Twitter together about that book, by the way.
2: I th- I think um actually it's it's uh Tom Taylor who's gonna be yeah. writing Uncanny with oh. with uh Kelly Thompson
1: and Brisson. Uh, no, I he was he was writing
0: with Matt Rosenberg then. He's yeah, writing something with Matt Rosenberg. It's
1: Matt, Matt Rosenberg, um, Kelly Thompson, and Ed Brisson. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, oh So Tom Taylor's just dropping off after. No, Red he's ends?
0: writing something else. I
2: he's,
1: think. Uh, I just can't he's. He's. I think he's um, going back to Star Wars. Star Wars? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well. Cool beans.
2: Um. I yeah, I think uh, that uh, it's. I mean, I love the X Men. So it's. I'm. Uh, I'm good with it. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, among the new humans who were introduced, we're still getting pretty much the best of the bunch uh, with uh, Miss Marvel, Moon Girl, uh, Quake, and Inferno. I mean, I loved uh, Naja and Iso and and, and Frank, uh, but you know, if they kind of if they fade into the background, I'll be okay. I mean. I would prefer them to be able to fade in the background and be utilized later on as opposed to killed off, you know, for shock value. Right. Which sucks. But if you look at the preview for this week's, this upcoming week's uh, Miss Marvel, uh, it sh- it's shown that New Adelan is still alive and well in the Hudson, you know, kicking it. So <laughs> nothing has really been done. Right. Triton's dead. It's the, it's the, Is. In humans, the death of Triton.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the comic that follows the TV show.
0: Yes. Poor
2: Triton. It really yeah, his Fish stick never gets the good end of the stick. It's it, the
1: worst. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I, need, I need to stop thinking about this because I, I do just... Well, so, let's move on.
2: We had some great comics that we talked about. And yep, before so... we go right into Ms. Marvel, I should note that the trade paperback for Marvel Rising Secret Warriors uh, came out this last week as well. It's only $7.40. seven, uh, $7. $7. 90 40 oh, Or $7.99 on, on, on Kindle. Wait, what? And, uh,
0: <laughs> it's really inexpensive, so get it, guys. $7.99. $7. $7. Yes, yeah, it's paper. less than any other It was like, like $4.99 yeah.
1: an issue. <laughs> what? Right? Yeah, well, it's... Wow. Promotional
0: um, price. Get it while you can, Indeed. folks, because you will not be disappointed. Marvel Rising is just a joy. So, yeah, I've
2: already ordered copies for my nieces and nephews, oh, so arriving do. in time for Hanukkah. A good purchase.
0: Yes, we will fully endorse Marvel Rising to our graves. An it's excellent
2: something. palate cleanser after Death of the Humans, too.
0: Right. So, Miss Marvel number 35. Doc, you want to lead us off?
2: Uh well, This was the conclusion of the shocker story i don't i forget what it's actually the name of the arc the ratio uh, the ratio
1: so is, what
2: a fun story um so what's what's happened is uh the shocker who is a sort of third-rate spider-man villain has big ideas that he wants to up his game he wants to up his status so he goes across the river to jersey city and starts tinkering around he makes his own hideout and starts developing machines. And one of the machines he makes, uh, he kind of happens upon accidentally creating a, uh, wormhole, uh, uh a breach in the space time continuum or something like that. Uh, a metast- bridge, metast-
1: metastasizing wormhole. Right. I can't, I can't say it. Yeah. I can't say
2: it. Um, in so doing, he's disrupted Miss Marvel's powers. Um, and Kamala and Bruno had been tinkering around with trying to figure out the upper limits of her powers, how her powers work, etc., and they think they've done something wrong, that they've, uh, they, they, they've caused the, her powers to go all aflitter. Haywire? Yeah, haywire, exactly. But it's actually been this machine that the Shocker's created that's done it, and in so doing, it is explained that when Miss Marvel embigens or shrinks, or uh, gets bigger, or uses her fist to get bigger. What she's doing is she's borrowing and depositing mass from her other selves across the multiverse timeline. All right, so let that one sink in. Yeah,
1: that is, um, uh, yeah. It's, it's it's really weird to think about, isn't it? Like, I just, mean,
2: it's, so are her other selves doing science.
0: the same things to her?
1: Well, yeah, so like, presumably. That's what it's I like, like Because because surely, surely, if one person is borrowing mass, then like. But yeah. well, it's
2: so spread out amongst thousands and thousands of counterparts that it's uh kind of like taking one penny from everyone's bank account no one will notice it right. um, but together it's billions of dollars yeah. um, so she's you know when they use each Kamala version uses her power what she's doing is she's taking or depositing tiny bits of mass across a great number of other selves and and it's kind of a cool idea. I mean, it, I mean, this is the only science that can exist in, in comic books and nowhere else. But um, I'm not going to, exp- I'm not going to pretend I know what's up. But uh, um, and it's it's just cool. So um, uh, we find out that's how her powers work, and she gets sucked into this uh, neither realm between uh, realities where she meets. Um, Singularity? Singularity, who's so much fun. This is a character <laughs> from A Force. And, she's, she's,
0: and if you haven't read A Force, get on it. You won't be disappointed.
2: So, Singularity's there. She's totally adorable. She knows Miss Marvel from a, an other world counterpart, but Miss Marvel doesn't know world. her. Battle World, right? And um, she helps her get back to reality on multiple occasions. Um, and uh, eventually. Uh, Bruno is able to, you know, he has his own issues to deal with. He's, he's, uh, you know, he's in love with Miss Marvel, but not sure how to express it. And he knows that his uh, health is failing with the um, accident he had. And the contraption that allows him to move freely is only a temporary stopgap. And that he has to deal with a future in which he may be immobilized or forced to live in a wheelchair. And he's contending with this stuff. But at the same time, he needs to save the day. And he gets his way into uh, um, the Shocker's lair and with the assistance of a hologram of <laughs> Professor X um, manages to shut that the wormhole down. <laughs> and uh, and then Singularity helps rescue uh, Kamala from, from I don't know, being outside of time. Uh, the Shocker gets kicked into another uh, wormhole and he ends up being deposited into a into, <laughs> into a dumpster right in front of spider-man who's like sup um, Brooklyn. Uh,
1: <laughs> Brooklyn it had to be Brooklyn
2: Brooklyn it had to be Brooklyn and um, all is well
1: hey, <laughs> yeah uh, I mean
0: I'm so glad you Willow Wilson brought singularity back can I just say that because I love her in a force and um, I think she wrote that with Marguerite Bennett yeah, and then Kelly Thompson took over the book, but I just love Singularity. She's so much fun.
2: She's super cute.
0: She is and
2: great, innocent and fun. You know, um, and this whole this whole arc was just fun and thoughtful, and really everything that we were kind of coveting about Death of a New was not being a it didn't take itself too seriously, but at the same time, it provided a really intellectually stimulating read. The character development, even the shocker got cool character development. Yeah. Damn. Um, you, you know, finding out how Miss Marvel's powers work was just a riot. It's just so much fun. Yes.
1: Yeah. You know, again, again, with
2: the, the arc that starts next week, um, which I think will have a delay in the middle, um, we'll further explore uh, Miss Marvel, how her powers work, and why it was that she met some guy from either her past or her future who knew her. It might have been one of her uh stin relatives who possibly connects her to the inhumans, we'll find out. Looking very cool.
1: I was about to say yes. it's not that guy that was in the issue a couple like last issue, was it?
2: Yeah, he he's sort of uh has clothes on that makes it look like he's from maybe the twelfth century or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> she met him and, and then singularity is like, no we can't be here. Yeah. Right. Time stream stuff.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: You know, you know, I, I do genuinely love this book, and I really wish I'd read it after I'd read the other book. Um,
0: the other book is going to be called now.
1: <laughs> yeah, The Book That Shall Not Be Named. Um, but yeah, I, I love this book, and I continue to buy it, and I continue to get really just happy by it. Just make, it just gives you that feeling, just like, you know, this is a good book.
0: Yes. When you get the end. book that you look forward to every month, you're like, oh, Miss Marvel's coming out this week. And you get excited to go to your store and pick it up. Yeah. That's awesome. And that should be every book you read.
1: Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, I was, again, I was talking to um, the same friend who um, always teases me about the Inhumans. And, and he loves Miss Marvel for that reason the fact that it's, it's kind of like that Spider Man esque. Um, you know style of you know he's a she's a teenager growing up in New York and
0: I, I really do think she did capture that same magic that yeah. Peter Parker did too and she's like this generation's Peter I think
1: in my oh, opinion, anyway yeah I, I think I think you're entirely right on that one it's just it's, it's just such a nice any age uh, any age book that you can just pick up and just really enjoy. And uh I'll continue to say it over and over again about this one. It's just it's so good. Um Yes.
2: Yeah. Yep. And uh Nico uh Leon's Leon. penciling has him. been
0: He's on has been
2: Stellar. Um yes. and then Ian Herring providing colours, always good. Yes. I think um,
0: they're they're frequently partnered together too, which is
2: Well the three of them are working, you know, they've been doing Miss Marvel almost exclusively um, since uh their you know, the relaunch. Um, I mean, I do miss Adrian Alfano and I do miss Mika Waka Tukuk. Oh, God, I can never do it. But um, the three of them are in such sync. You know, you rarely get to see that where a comic has a team of writer, artist, colorist, all who do the same work together. I mean, I, it's rare and it's so nice when they get that synergy.
1: And, and you know, I think um, I think in general, we've been really quite Spoilt with books like that, and I know it's only. Where's well, it's Miss Marvel? It's uh, Moon Girl as well because that's always been really good. And it's always been a really quite pretty read. If you know what I mean. Yes. Um, um, uh, Black Bolt was the same. Um, oh yeah. Just like Secret Warriors was always was also pretty good. Um,
0: Secret Warriors was fun.
1: Yeah, I th-
2: I thought that the I mean my I thought that the Royals was great, but my one complaint was the inconsistency of the arc.
0: Right. Although I did love it when they they got Javier Rodriguez on well, board because so. that was some wild stuff.
1: Yeah. It's great. Yeah.
0: Um so um speaking of Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur, we are Hey. We uh reached the conclusion of the Save Our School arc.
2: So yes, you want to did. And the school saved.
0: Yay.
1: Spoilers. Uh, spoilers so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> here's, here's the funny thing about about this arc. So the funny thing about uh, this arc is that I read the final issue of it, and you know the main bad guy is is the Kingpin, and I read it the week after I had just uh, binge watched much of oh. uh, Daredevil season three on Netflix.
0: Oh my god, so that I'm was so good. Reading the
2: Kingpin's dialogue and sounding just like it's coming from Vincent D'Onofrio, and it, I'm like feeling scared for Moon Girl because he's so menacing in that TV show. And
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> like, don't hurt her. <laughs>
0: right?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you creep. Um, oh, he's
0: the sweetest guy. I did meet him. I forgot to tell you, I met him at NYCC. I met the whole cast.
2: Oh, wow.
0: But anyway, uh, go- they're all good. very
2: sweet. <laughs> um, so in, in, in the, what's happened in the arc is that um, the Kingpin, he's the mayor of New York and he's had his eyes on the real estate where uh, Lunella Lafayette's, uh, um, Lafayette's uh, public school is located. Um, and so he's concocted some crazy scheme that uh, that all the students have to take uh, uh, the special test and if they fail to get a certain average, uh, good average, um, then the school will be shut down and he can sell the real estate to his investors and make money. Alright? Clear enough? Yes. But, He's, and he, uh, he he has his adopted daughter, uh, adoptive Prince. daughter, princess, uh, enroll in the school to kind of suss it out and make sure that the plan will follow through fine. Um, and she discovers that the plan is actually not going to follow through fine because it turns out that one of her classmates is literally the smartest person <laughs> in the world. And that uh, this test they're going to take has no upper limit, so she can score an astronomically high score, pulling the whole average way up and ensuring that the school doesn't get shuttered. So what the Kingpin needs to do is figure out some way of uh, ensuring that Lunella does not uh, take the test. Fortunately for him, she's been really bad about keeping her secret identity a secret. It's just her identity. Everyone knows she's Moon Girl, and so he arranges to have the wrecking crew uh, uh salt the school at the same time the test is giving is given, meaning that uh, that she'll have to run out uh, to save the school and um, and she won't take the test. All right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> at the same time, he, he wants it's, to make it's sure... Just,
0: it's he, just bananas. It's so great.
2: <laughs> it's, it's bananas. At the same time, he wants to ensure that Princess gets a really high score on the test, uh, thus allowing her to go to some fancy school. So he makes sure that Mrs. Dominguez, the teacher gives her the special version of the test, which is wicked easy. Um, now, meanwhile, uh, Lunella wants to make sure that the devil dinosaur does not interfere with anything while she's taking the test, so she has him locked up in the basement with uh, Doomhead and Lunabot 7, and Doomhead and Lunabot 7 are both kind of going through an existential crisis. <laughs> uh, Doom,
1: Doom <laughs> has
2: been... He's been attached to some sort of, like, little airplane quarter-operated machine is totally my favorite one so far. (laughs) Um, And we all know that, uh, of course, Moon Girl's uh, powers are going to trigger on, right, the the least opportune moment, and and she'll switch consciousness. Right, which leads us to believe that that the trigger must be some sort of stress. Um, Anyways, she goes, she sits down to take the test, and the moment she does, her powers trigger on, And her brain, her mind, goes into Devil Dinosaur's body, and Devil Dinosaur's mind goes into her body, and... Great. Um, But at least
0: least Devil Dinosaur and Lunella's body this time didn't, like, flip out. It, like, tried to control itself. Right. Yeah, it just (laughs) So, Devil Dinosaur's learning.
2: Made. He's learning. He's getting there. Um, Moonbot7 releases Devil Dinosaur, sensing that something is wrong, and... And she lumbers on over to the school, not quite sure why. what she hopes to achieve by doing so. But in so doing, she runs into the wrecking crew just as they're about to uh, start their wrecking of the school. Oh, yeah, they've also got a dinosaur of their own because Princess wanted a dinosaur. Um, and, Who doesn't uh, want a dinosaur? i do just saying. I don't. I do. <laughs> Where? Okay. Okay. Um, just get an alligator. It sounds really dangerous. Um, or chicken. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Chickens are evil. They're only good when they're on my plate, cooked in a meal.
2: Ooh.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Everyone's gonna hate uh, me now.
2: No, I like chicken too. Um, I do. So the 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 bed bell battle ensues. Um, during the uh, the the chaos. Uh, Princess is like, well, I'm going to trade tests with, with Lunella and get a better score, uh, not realizing that this test has actually been completed by Devil Dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> and her test has been done perfectly. So uh, by by changing it up, she undoes the – well, you know, anyways. This uh, is why but, we don't
0: try to cheat people.
2: Right. It always comes back to bite you in the end. Um, and now uh, – Lunella has actually gotten pretty good at operating uh, Devil Dinosaur's body, and she just wipes the floor with the Wrecking Crew. Um, and they're they're like, we're out of here. Uh, they run away. Uh, the school is saved. Uh, Lunella gets credit for for Princess's performance, which was perfect, and so this this the school average is just right. And yay! And then Princess is like look, man, I don't want to be here. Let me go back to where I was before. And the Kingpin's like, okay. So maybe she'll turn up again later on to be a nemesis for Moon Girl. But,
0: uh, I think she'd be an interesting nemesis for Moon Girl, honestly. But yeah. she was fun. I liked her.
2: And uh, and what, you know, it was it's a, it's a fun wrapping up of the story. I'm sorry, I did kind of a, uh, a hurried job of summarizing, but... Um, uh, I think what we can build off of this is that, uh, that you know, at first it seemed like the transformations, the, the mind transference was caused by the lunar cycle. But now it seems very evident that it's, it's triggered by states of duress or stress. And that perhaps, you know, with uh, with greater uh, study or emotional development, she might learn to control that. Um, because and do it when she, she needs to do it. Exactly. Instead of it, just always being kind of uh, forced upon her at the the worst possible moment. Um, During the book, she's.
1: Sorry, I was was about to say, it's also been. um, It's kind of like. It's always been secondary to the book. Like, her power hasn't really come across that much, has it? I don't think. Since this book started?
2: Well. She's always looked at it as not her power, but her curse something yeah. that she that she wants to get rid of um, when whereas her saving the day in this issue actually required her to use her powers because
0: I think that's you know, the first her, time too.
2: her brain inside of the brawn of Devil Dinosaur made for a combatant that you know the wrecking crew are slouches. They used to take on Thor and she totally knocked them next week. Um, uh, she she's super powerful and capable when she uses her power, um, mm-hmm. and uh, when she starts looking at as an asset as opposed to a curse, uh, she's going to be a, a force of nature.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yes. Uh, <laughs> although, uh, but yeah. uh,
0: it was Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur really never disappoints. Much like Miss Marvel, it's always. A joy to read and a lot of fun, and the, it might be a book that's geared that towards me. kids, but I love it. The only thing that disappoints you yeah, is
2: oh, they say that they have activity pages, but it's just a, a black and white image saying, "Hey, color it in." I want, I want real activity pages. <laughs> I want a maze and a word search. <laughs> and, you know. All
0: right, all right, Marvel, Random up there. Get on. <laughs> Give Doc his activity page with the crossword puzzle <laughs> and the word search and the connect the dots.
1: Can you not like I go into that. can you not like go into a dollar store and buy those books for like a dollar?
0: Yeah, but it's not Moon Girl. Well no, yeah, but
2: I mean like it's like all of Arthur or something.
0: <laughs> <But I do laughs> like, I'm not interested in Arthur. The, I do love the coloring pages though, because it is Natasha Bustos's What Marvel needs to do and guys if you're listening and I really think you need to do this, take those coloring pages that you colored in the comic and send them to Marvel because I want a letters page with all these pages colored in. I want to see what everyone comes up with and how wild it is. So send your coloring pages to Marvel.
1: So that, that, yes. that kind of um, So it's kind of a, kind of a, an aside sort of thing, obviously, because that's what I do.
0: It's mondo Marvel at marvel I do believe.
1: Yeah. By the way, but like no, I, it's
2: uh, uh, Mando. Mon- yeah.
1: I bought sorry, the. Go um, ahead. Sorry, yeah, I bought the Civil War um, coloring book. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the kind of like the, one of the main covers for one of the, the issues, I can't remember which one it was, Where you've got like Captain America down the middle and then you've got Wolverine on one side, Iron Man on the other, Daredevil one side and basically decided to start filling them in, um, colouring them in, in alternate suits, if you know what I mean. So like Iron Man's got his black and gold suit, Daredevil's in his black suit, um, I don't know who else I've colored in, actually. Wolverine is in his brown suit, not his uh, yellow suit. So. That's
0: cool. So, yes, let's see what you guys come up with. Send them all to Marvel, because I'm sure Marvel wants to see it, too. Although they got that really neat interview in the back this time around, too, on their letters page, which is a pretty
2: cool. cool. Great interview.
0: It was um, a great interview. So.
1: Speaking of...
0: Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur.
1: Dun, dun, um, dun, dun.
0: The winners of our giveaway. We've done 50 episodes since... 2016 not too shabby um, and we have winners so the winner um, we picked two uh, the first winner we name is going to get the signed copy of uh, Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur Collected Edition um, Fantastic Free. it is signed by Brandon Montclair and um, the winner is at um, Hammer of Thor 84 on Twitter if you could um, direct message us on Twitter um, we'll get that out to you as soon as you can for the signed copy
1: to be and fair, I think, I-, I think we can direct message them. It's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> look for a direct message from us if you don't beat us first. Um, and then our second copy, that is the unsigned copy, will be going to at spiderlady13. Um, so you'll be getting that. Uh, I think Adam is sending out the...
1: The unsigned uh, copy.
0: And I will be sending out the signed copy. Yep. Um, we'll be in touch with both of you um, to get your uh, mailing information. And uh, we'll try and get those out to you guys as soon as possible. Um, thank you for the turnout. We actually had quite a few uh, entries and it was fantastic and hopefully we'll have another giveaway sometime later down the line. Um, the more sign to goodness.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean hopefully, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy the books um, as much as we had because they have been really good. Yeah. All right. Congratulations! Thank, so, thank you for you listening. Heard.
0: Thank you for listening and until next time you can get us always on Adalan Rising one on Twitter or you can email us at the show at com. We would love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, we, we read it all. Um, and as you heard a couple of episodes ago, we also um, talk about what you send in as well because we're those kind of people. Yes. Um, yeah, we always love to hear from you guys. All right thank you for listening and we'll see you in episode 52
0: yay we'll have fantastic for issue three
1: we will This
2: marvel 36
1: yeah
0: Ooh, heck Which yes be, All and, right. uh, and
1: hopefully karlak will have made his appearance in uh Will, it, will he be in marvel nights by then maybe i don't know i haven't seen it's the uh, anyone's since, uh, guess well yeah <laughs> um hopefully he will be as well written as he has been in um uh, it, it, well, that, was, that was one of the positives about Death of the Inhuman. Sorry to bring it up right at the end of the episode, but he was written very well by Donny Jesus. Cates. Adam. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> my, my, uh, I just want to get a Bye. bit positive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Goodbye.
1: <laughs> Bye.